It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. Now a man is seen walking towards the officer's SUV. What the deputy's SUV investigators tell us, it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired multiple shots while the two were parked. multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Madam Speaker, my colleagues, my fellow Americans, I rise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. As far as the allegations of the CIA hacking into the Senate computers, nothing can be could be volatile, and I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. And now, here's CD Media's host of Information Operation. Welcome to Information Operation. I'm your host, L. Todd Wood. It's been obvious for a long time that something's going on in the United States as far as uh, our media, Silicon Valley, government, the deep state is concerned. It's all coordinated uh, really to try to change behavior. And on this show, we try to outline how that is happening, uh, get down into the nuts and bolts if you're in the weeds, you, if you will. Today we have Andy Yates, who's the, uh, with RepublicanAds.com, and he is an expert in how this technology is actually being used in a political sense, uh, against uh, the right, if you will. Welcome to the show, Andy. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate you having me on. It's a pleasure. Cool. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your company and what you guys are trying to do. Sure, absolutely. So um, I've worked in Republican politics for, well, since 1996 and as a volunteer staff, and since 2002, either as a staff, uh, campaign staff or a consultant, um, everything you name it races all over the country you know and love the advertising side of politics gotten into digital advertising a lot over the last couple cycles because that's that's the way to reach people now it's, it's the wave of the future and it, it's so targeted and such a great way to deliver messaging and about two years ago i met with um a couple friends of mine who've worked in the digital realm for a long time and we started talking about where the holes were in the republican digital world and that's how we came with the idea for RepublicanAds.com, because what we saw were two things going on. One was from a tactical side. One was from a censorship side. On the tactical side, Republican, particularly down, you know, Republicans down the ballot, but even congressional candidates and a lot of our state legislative candidates were not using digital. And they were losing races because they weren't losing mm -hmm. digital using digital or using it properly or just, you know, putting a few hundred dollars on Facebook and calling it a digital campaign. And yeah. I had seen on the general consulting side in primaries in particular, how I was able to win races, maybe even some that we shouldn't have won because we were utilizing digital on state ledge races, on congressional races where our opponents were not. And it made a huge different difference for my clients. And, um, but then I was, which made me very happy, but then I would grow frustrated that, frustrated in general elections when I look over the country and see us losing winnable races because the Democrats were pushing digital 
all the mm -hmm. way down really to the municipal level. So that's one of the big reasons we decided to build Republican ads to you know, create a self-serve digital advertising platform that's affordable for everybody, that's targeted for all races. We've, uh, we literally uh, matched every voter in the country. We've mm -hmm. also, um, and we have the data for everything from every, the, the smallest municipality in the country all the way up to every, you know, every state. So you, every legislative district state at the state levels is already built into the system, which is, which mm -hmm. is great for us and great for clients. Then the other issues we start digging into this. Is, is that through the RNC database or where do you get this information? I'm just curious. So uh, we, uh, we have a number of data providers. We use one is mm -hmm. data trust with RNC. So we have access mm -hmm. to all of that. We also use I360, uh, mm -hmm. L2, Aristotle, uh, which is voter list online and a couple of other folks. And our reason behind that is our experience has been that each data source has its own different strengths and weaknesses sure. or better yeah. certain things. So if we blend it out, you know, if we, if we blend it together, we'll get better uh, match rates and better results for our clients. And as we started building this out, we also started becoming, we, we'd all been aware of the censorship. I mean, I, I've mm -hmm. seen you know, just crazy things happen. For example, I was doing, uh, just as a um, as a favor for a, a judge client of mine uh, that was running a client of mine that's running for judge, I did some advertising on Facebook for their law firm. We created a Fourth of July video, had "God Bless America" playing in the background. Every ad I'd ever done for them approved within ten minutes. It mm -hmm. took three days to get mm -hmm. it approved, and I guarantee you it was because "God Bless America" was playing in the background. Only yeah. and nobody at Facebook could tell me why it wasn't getting approved. Uh, if we had not been early to the game. It would have been approved post Fourth of July. We we put it up on the on the thirtieth, and it started off June and started running on July third. Mm, so you know, just wow. we I'd seen that crazy stuff before this, but it was it was so, you know it was a little more isolated and maybe tried to dis disguise it. But as we started working to build the platform in in twenty nineteen, started seeing more and more of this going down mm -hmm. and becoming more and more just over the top, you know, and then you also just start seeing the deplatforming. for example, Twitter yeah. just putting out of political ads altogether. Um, you know, Facebook recently saying no political ads the last week of the election. There are also, um, no new political ads and then at midnight on, um, you know, election night, they're saying no political ads at all indefinitely. I'm not mm -hmm. sure they'll actually even bring them back to the Facebook platform, but you know, that that's going to uh, significantly hurt Republican candidates. If, some of the things we're hearing about, you know, election, uh, the elections being contested over issues with absentee balloting, issues with yeah. fraud, whatever the issues are, because Facebook is such a great source for fundraising for, you mm -hmm. know, talking candidates. And we know that, that hiring attorneys costs money. The only people that oh, win yeah. election contest are attorneys because they make a lot of money on it. So, you know, that, that and divorces. That, that and divorces. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so, you know, that that's going to put a hamper on Republicans. The last week, you know, Facebook taking an ads in the last week is a particular hit at Republicans, because if we if you look at any polling out there now, it says Democrats are voting by mail. They're voting early. Republicans are voting on Election Day. We need to be able to get up new ads in the last week for get out the vote. It, it's yeah. an attempt. You know, the, the left will accuse the right of voter suppression. The most egregious act of voter suppression going on in in the country right now, in my opinion, is Facebook saying no new political ads in the last week. Hmm. It, the that. Democrats will have voted by then, and, and it's it's going to dramatically affect the the you know um, Republicans' ability to get out the vote if they don't turn to other platforms like ours. You know, it, it it's a it's a win for our platform. It's pushing people in our direction, but at the same time, it's just 
it's sad for our country that you're seeing a huge social media platform like that trying to suppress votes. So and what other platforms do you use besides Facebook? So we we uh, we created a demand side platform, which is what mm-hmm. you use to, to place digital advertising on any website that you would go to online, right, right. as well as uh, ads on streaming video services and on your mobile phone on apps and things of that nature. So we have a seat with all the ad exchanges. So we're able to bypass mm-hmm. big tech. We're able to bypass Google. We, we, you know, we're able to get past those folks and, and we, we go straight to ad exchanges. So our ads get through and yeah. you know, we're able to push the envelope more with advertising. We, we pride ourselves as being the free speech platform. And, you know, obviously we, we're not going to do anything obscene or vulgar. But beyond that, mm-hmm. we, we can get stuff through that people just are seeing themselves not be able to get through in other places. Mm-hmm. And we've had good luck with that for clients this cycle. So that that that, that really helps a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. What is what you do? I mean, I'm, I just got finished with uh, done with Brittany Kaiser's book on Cambridge Analytica, and mm-hmm. although she's dishonest throughout the book, I, th- I found it extremely informative on this whole psychographics and, and really tar- micro targeting. How do you? How far down that road do you go as far as your voters, your targets are concerned? You don't do anything with psychographics. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I'm a believer in that. You know the the, mm-hmm. the the research out there is inconclusive at best mm-hmm. on whether that works, but mm-hmm. we can drill extremely down on modeling. We, we use a lot of modeling data as mm-hmm. well as we have clients that give us their own model data from, um, you know, there's a lot of great firms out there that do extensive analytics and polling and modeling. So we can mm-hmm. take that and match that to IP addresses, mobile device IDs and cookies. And we're one of the few that are matching our data three different ways, which greatly increases our match rates. Mm-hmm. So we're able to really drill down. I mean, the example I give to folks is if, you know, you called me up and said, you know, you were running a Republican primary and you had an ad that you only wanted to run to 65 plus year old white men who voted in four out of four primaries, who likely own a gun and go to church at least once a month. We could drill down to that level. So, you know, ours is more about voter behavior and consumer data and things like that, which we've matched yeah. voter files and matched IDs. And, you know, and, and looking at that, but as, as well as modeling we have for clients, I've got a couple of statewide races right now where we're, we're running to get some pretty extensive models, things like, you know, un, you know undecided voters who are pro on statewide races who, who are pro Trump, undecided mm-hmm. voters who lean Republican, but don't necessarily like Trump, undecided voters who lean Republican, who want conservative uh, judges is, a, is another universe that, that we're modeling against. So we're able to do quite a bit of that stuff. That's fascinating. Um, what do you think of the whole, well, you know, we can get into the Hunter Biden and how they're censoring, but um, the shutdown of Twitter over the last 24 hours, uh, do you find that interesting? It, it's it, it, interesting, but not surprising. I mean, I, I uh-huh. think all Americans should find it offensive. I mean, you know, you know the, the left. No, was- I mean, the actual shutdown of the site. I mean, you know, I know we all know they're, they're censoring, but Twitter's been shut down since yesterday, since Tucker basically started uh, at least across the country in certain areas. Okay. Some people are, some people are saying it's, you know, they're removing evidence out of the code or because of the subpoenas or I just Dude, wondered if you heard anything about that. I, I had not heard anything. Cause I, uh, mm-hmm. I've got a few, few sites. Like I'll give a shout out to state, the, the state's polls that, that I mm-hmm. use for, for voter data extensively. And um, I was on Twitter within the last hour checking out mm-hmm. what they posted and it seemed to be okay. working for there. And then, I'm a um, I'm a huge Braves fan, so I've been yeah. checking the baseball news today, and uh, it's been working for that on my phone. So I, I, actually, okay. I apologize; I wasn't aware of the Twitter outage, but 
I mean, that it seems very strange that that would happen mm-hmm. in the midst of, of everything with Hunter Biden. I mean, that yeah. timing on that just seems too much to be a coincidence. And so well, I, I, they're, they're definitely trying to clean something up or they're trying to create some type of, con, you know, some type of other issue over here to distract from that. Yeah. Which, you know, it would be interesting to see where in the country it's out and who lives which outspoken uh, voices on Twitter live in the parts of the country that are having an outage? I was just uh, curious because um, it's, it's definitely affected me. I checked it about an hour ago and it was still down, but I interrupted you. You were talking about Twitter and Hunter Biden and how they're able to censor a lot of these stories. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? This I think is by far, I mean, they've done a lot of egregious things. I mean, I never thought I'd, I'd see the day where somebody in this country would try to shut our president down from being able to speak to the American people. And Twitter has done right. that, and right. which, which is just sad. And they've tried to make themselves the arbiter of what's true and what's not. And I think that's a scary place for us to be. But to trample on, you know, the, the freedom of the, you know, the left wants to talk about freedom of the press, freedom of the press, freedom of the press. They just stumped on the New York Post is freedom of the press rights. I mean, that it, it, it's egregious. It's you know I think the RNC has now filed a FEC complaint. You know mm-hmm. that, that Twitter is doing basically making in kind contributions to Joe Biden's campaign by shutting yeah, down. Yeah, sure. And it, it's it's gone from you know you know thinly veiled attempts to influence political discourse to just out and out blatant partisanship, which is in your face three weeks before the election. Yeah, and, and I mean it, it's just going to get worse, and it's just going to make people more and more angry. How do, how do we defeat it, do you think? Um, I mean, you know, I, I think looking at some other platforms that exist out there, you know, the, the you know, the parlor's one of those. I think looking, you know, from a from a messaging standpoint, everyday standpoint, trying to reach voters, mm-hmm. you know, I think platforms like ours are a great answer for folks because you're able to go directly to those targeted voters with video and banner advertising. You don't have to worry about the censorship. You don't have to worry about getting your message out there. You're able to control yeah. where it goes. And the reach is higher than it would be on Facebook or Twitter anyway, because mm-hmm. you know not everybody's on those platforms. They're not on those platforms all the time. Reaching people on there only works their own there. And they tend to become echo chambers. You tend not to, it's harder to penetrate outside the people that don't want to be talking about politics. And right. be hard for you and me to believe there's a lot of people out there that don't want to talk about politics. But um you know, so I, I think, you know, there's platforms like that, but, you know, things like Parler and, you know, is, is I'm, you know, hardcore conservative, conservative mm-hmm. anti-regulation person. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm afraid, Cong- I mean, I'm afraid that, you know, Congress is going to have to step in at some point, Yeah, which yeah. is scary. I mean, I, I really don't want to see Congress in the business of regulating the Internet and the online world. That scares the bejesus out of me. But I think. And maybe that's what Twitter, Facebook, Google won't. But I think they've created an environment where Congress almost feels like they have no choice but to step in and at least do, you know, do some regulations. I just hope they tread lightly. But I I think we're headed in that direction. Is there a platform that you use? um, I know you do a lot of display and stuff like that. But is there any of the free speech platforms that are effective for you besides Facebook and Twitter? Um, you know, I think I, I think Parler does a good job of getting their message out there. More people are moving in that direction. I mean, for organic stuff, mm-hmm. you still you've got to be on Facebook and Twitter though, because that's yeah. where everybody is, and particularly Facebook. I mean, Twitter is media influencers, people like that, but it's something like eighteen percent of the general public has a Twitter mm-hmm. account. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I'm I'm 
I will tell you, I'm addicted to Twitter from the news mm-hmm. and the sports stuff, but half their accounts are not even used, logged into once a month. So, you know, yeah. that smaller mm-hmm. universe. And I think you can work around that more and parlor is going to te- put a dent into them, but you know, so many people are on Facebook and yeah. you, know, you, you just, you, you've got to, you, you've got to be there. It, it is basically the online public square. Um, do you use anything besides uh, like display ads? I mean, do you, do you go into it's whatever? Yeah, so we do a, yeah, we do a ton of video videos. Mm-hmm. In fact, what we do more than any, probably what we're doing more than anything else this cycle, we do pre-roll video, which are the 15, 30 second clips that appear mm-hmm. whenever you click on a news video, sports highlights, a cooking show, whatever it is you, you click on your mm-hmm. you know, on, online or in an app, things like that, that video that comes on before that, um, that you have to watch to be able to watch what right. you want to watch. And then also uh, we're doing a lot of CTV, uh, which is connected TV. That's any of your ad supported streaming services, whether that's Hulu, mm-hmm. you know, Sling, the new Peacock from NBC, all of those, the commercials you see on those, we're able to voter target those. So we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're doing a ton of that this cycle, finding that to be highly effective. One of the biggest changes in behavior since the whole pandemic shutdown happened is how much people are time people are watching, yeah. spending watching streaming video. So we're reaching a lot of people that way and having really good is, luck with that. Is that done through the set top box or how is, or is that, um, or mostly just through, you know, streaming platforms to their device? It's, it's streaming, mostly through streaming yeah. platforms to their device. There's, yeah. we'll put it anywhere out there that people are watching that, but it's, it's primarily streaming platforms. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a Hulu person. We cut the cord a couple of years ago and, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's I'm the the polit- the political commercials. I keep it on in here in the office, and the political commercials just don't stop on there now. Mm. It's interesting to see. There's a lot of um, a lot of folks aren't engaging in the voter targeting like we do. A lot of there's a lot of waste. A lot of campaigns are still buying it geographically or buying it by the market, which gets you a little bit lower cost per impression, but a whole lot of wasted impressions because I live you know, 45 minutes north of South Carolina and I can't turn on, I can't turn on my Hulu without having to see Jamie Harrison and Lindsey Graham back to back back nonstop. And I'm just sitting here going, I'm sitting here adding in my head how much money they're wasting, uh, you know, advertising to people like me instead of going voter targeted with it. But good, good way to find customers. Pardon? Good way to find customers. You just it is a good way to find customers. Who's doing smart targeting and, and, uh, and who's not. So um, what's the biggest problem that you face in your business as far as censorship and all that's concerned? Yeah, I I think in terms of censorship, you know, we're able to get around, we're able to get around 90, probably 99% of it with having those relationships with the ad exchanges. Mm -hmm. You know, I I, I worry that at some point somebody's going to push down on those folks, but that hasn't happened yet. You know, they're Mm -hmm. not, you know, they're not beholden, they're not beholden to the, the corporate world and to their mm-hmm. corporate, you know, the corporate clients, the way a lot of the big tech folks are, but you, you know, it's client, you know, I think a challenge for us is clients who are scared because of censorship they've experienced in other places, you know, mm-hmm. you try to work around that, get people that level of comfort zone that they can get their messages out there and show them, uh, excuse me, show them that it's working. I think that's a, that's a big challenge, you know, a big challenge for us. And, the, the big challenge we see business wise is not, uh, you know, our advertising or our platform is when we're trying to reach potential customers because we've actually, you know, we've, we've struggled to get Facebook and Google to let us advertise. They, they, they tell us we're a political campaign. 
So we've had to go through the all mm. the political advertising, actually. And then Google decided this morning, night, uh, eighteen days before the election, I believe, mm-hmm. that uh, to, to to tell us to, to pause all of our ads and tell us that we needed to uh, more identity information to show that we were a real entity and that we really existed in our. Uh, um, one of our, our director of operations had to spend an hour and a half on the phone with the IRS to get a specialized form that you mm-hmm. have to fax into Google. Google of all places requires you to fax it in. I mean, it's wow. just, it's just a, you know, I, you know, it's, it, it's that kind of junk that just makes you stop and go, are they, are they really doing this to verify who people are? Or are they just throwing up obstacles to conservatives? I mean, you know, wow. if, we, <laughs> if we didn't put Republican in our name, if we didn't, you know, broadcast that we in fact we were Republican, we could probably slide through on some of that stuff. And it's a shame that, you know, putting your political affiliation out there, talking about the fact you're conservatives and things like that, sets your business up yeah. you know, for, yeah. uh, for being punished by these folks. We, it, it's just been a mess just to try to be able to do search advertising on Google sponsored posts on Facebook, you know, to mm-hmm. be able to reach, you know, a very, you know, very small, unique audience of political candidates and consultants around the country, you know, you know, less than 20,000 people were trying to reach. Yeah, definitely. That is a small audience. So do you think any of this talk about rule 230 changes or uh, antitrust might be effective uh, in the second term, Trump's second term, I hope? I, I think so. I mean, I, I think part of it, I don't know if we'll actually do it, but part of it's to scare them to death and make them behave to behave. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they, they, I think that's, um, I think it, it's going to have to happen. I mean, they're, they're, you're going to have to at least dangle it in front of them to make it happen. And then if, if they don't act, I think you're going to have to move in that direction. Again, I'm, I'm as, about as anti-regulation as they come, but you know, there's certain mm-hmm. regulations there's certain things that are, that are needed from time to time. And I think, I think, uh, you know, Google, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, are proving they can't behave without that. You know, it's a shame that they can't, you know, they can't behave without Big Brother having to pop them on the hand, but yeah. they can't. We, we've given them multiple opportunities to prove otherwise. Well, a lot of these companies are not even American anymore. They're run by, you know, foreigners, if you will. Exactly, um, yeah. So is yeah. There, that, that's really interesting. Is there anything else you want to get out to our audience or? I think we've covered pretty much everything at this point. I, I think we've got a lot of it. I mean, I think it's just, you know, keep your eyes open to what you see online in these last couple of weeks, because you're going to see a lot of monkey business on there. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a lot of Republicans silenced. You're going to see a lot, you know, you know, the more truth people speak, the more likely they are to be silenced. But be aware, you know, also be aware that there are options out there, whether it's, you know, a platform like ours, whether it's something like Parler. Uh, you know, there, there's opportunities out there to get your to go around these folks and get your messages out there. Take advantage. Of it. Don't don't let them shut you down. I mean, we, we've got great messaging that we need to get out there in front of the American people that voters will respond to. And, you know, that will help drive turnout. This is going to be a turnout election. Don't let them get you discouraged. You know, be be proud to speak up and, and let people know who you're supporting this election, who you're voting for. Yeah, I think that's critical. I think we really have to be vocal and uh, and confront a lot of this intellectual dishonesty and, and censorship. And absolutely, you know, even if your neighbor, people in your family, I think it's just time to not be ugly, but just say, you know, you're wrong. Have you thought about this or mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah. So be confident, be polite. I, mean, I think yeah. we've gotten that in some ways, and I think social media, unfortunately, has contributed to that. Yeah. But you know, be confident, be polite, but stick to your guns. Don't be ashamed of what you believe in. Online, don't be ashamed of what you believe in when you're talking to your friends and family and neighbors. Yeah. Have, yeah. Discor- have a discourse with people about it. Have a conversation. 
Well, thank you, Andy. Thank um, you. I appreciate your time. And yes, uh, we'll sir. have you back on maybe as we get closer to the election. Sounds good. I appreciate it, right. Tom. Take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye.